Hey everyone, John and Andrew here. Welcome to the podcast. On today's episode, how far we've come. You are not alone. And the obstacle course never ends. This has been Obstacle Course. Let's go. So John, I want to start by quoting some song lyrics here. Okay. I thought you said Psalms. <laughs> no. Like, We're going spiritual. You could probably do that. Yeah. Um, the lyrics. Let's hear it. Every new beginning is some other new beginnings end. Mm-hmm. And so this is the beginning of the end of Obstacle Course. Yes. At least in terms of the new content that's being recorded. This is. I thought it was a, a nice way to start this off. So... No, it's a beautiful way. And and you texted me this morning. You said this isn't a memorial. This is a celebration. Mm-hmm. And, and we we want the intro to be that way as well. Folks, what you're going to get in this is, is you're going to find out um, how we feel about this little passion project of ours over the last it's three years we've been doing this. You're going to find out how we feel about that. You're going to find out how we, how we feel about you and, and, and about our guests. And, and we're going to answer. We're like, why now? Why, why are we stopping now? And um it's in some ways it's difficult. It's bittersweet because like we, we got a good thing going. We, we feel like we're at the height of our interviewing skills and always, always things to learn, but we feel good about that. We we feel like there's always more guests, but at the same time, we feel like sometimes it's good to end when you're on the top and, and, uh, and you're feeling um, like you've contributed and we've given what 85 very unique stories. I mean, man, we've talked about everything. We've, we've covered all the big ones, right? Religion, politics, sex, debt. Um, there's the big four right there. We tackled those. And then there's a lot of other personal stories, like like somebody going undercover, you know, uh, with the Vancouver police force and and uh, sharing some of those back, you know, behind the scenes stories. A guy who worked for the Mexican cartel. I mean, some of these stories were insane. Yeah. But but we definitely checked all the boxes of the of the big human obstacles. I would th- I would think. Yeah, I mean we're we're gonna go back in this episode and and bring whatever parallels we could find between all of those incredible stories. And I I think we do a an okay job of that in this in this conversation. And yeah, we we really want to express how grateful we are for you being here. And we look forward to what future obstacles may come for all of us and, and what we can learn from them and how we can grow as as we have done through hosting these conversations. Absolutely, man. Have you added up the amount of time that we've recorded all our episodes? Like, so it's 85 times. Let's just guess that they're all two hours long. They're not, maybe 90 minutes. But 85 times 90, you know, I wish I would have figured this out before this moment because <laughs> I have no idea what that is. But that's a shit ton of time. And there's been people who have listened to every single one of those. So we're talking about thousands and thousands of hours that people have given us of their time, which is which is the which is the most important resource they have. And and I hope you know, folks, how much we appreciate your time. Mm-hmm. Um, it is, you know, we do thank you, but I just want to thank you again. Thank you for giving us your time. Um, I hope we we were we earned it. I hope that we are well worth it. And and we also say in this episode, this isn't this isn't goodbye. Right. Mm-hmm. It's it's see you later. It's check you later. <laughs> Absolutely. Check you later. Um is is the, the message that we want to send Do out. Do people and say that anymore? I don't think so. <laughs> okay. Um but yeah, I enjoy this one. It was uh emotional and, mm-hmm. and powerful and there's there's lots that we've learned and we hope that we could distill some of that down for you and that you get something from this one. Our our final episode, the 
the beginning of new beginnings. Thanks, folks. Okay. Ready? Is there anything that you do want to talk about or don't want to talk about? Um, I don't want to talk about how we're um, going to be done with the podcast. Okay. Good. <laughs> Good. So, okay. I think we can. Let's not talk about that, that. And I think this episode will be fine. Yeah. <laughs> So yeah, yeah, Andrew, the only way to deliver bad news is just to get to it. And we're, we've decided to stop obstacle course. Uh, we always say the obstacle course never ends, mm-hmm. but apparently it does. And so, um, yeah, uh, that's, that's here we are. Yeah. So I like to think of it not as like the complete end point, um, because the, the most important, one of the most important things about doing this podcast has been about the community. And the community that has been built around the podcast and all of our incredible guests and listeners and supporters, um, that is not ending. Um, So I think we're going to stop recording new content for sure. Um, For now, we we reserve the right to change our opinions. Um, (laughs) Yeah. Cause I, it's ours, yeah. But I wouldn't expect that in the in the near future, at least. Because um, don't check your phones every Wednesday, folks. <laughs> yeah. Okay, and just see if you happen to miss something. Yeah. But um, if if you are missing uh, the, these kind of conversations, well, they'll let's have them on the community on on the Facebook yeah, page for sure. Um, because that is that is what it's there for. But yeah, we have made the decision, the difficult decision, the emotional decision that um, we're going to stop recording new content. So. Uh, I think this is this is meant to be a celebration episode, not a memorial. And uh, that's that's one of the things that that <laughs> we I do have to. Kleenex here. Though, we do Andrew. have Kleenex, but we do for every episode because John generally either cries or or gets snotty. Um, yeah, for sure. <laughs> some of those are edited out. Some of them not. No. So yeah, we um, we obviously do have lots of emotion that is wrapped up in this, and and well should we? Anytime you do anything significant, there's going to be emotions attached, and and they might be on on either ends of the spectrum. Yeah, and so we've known this has been coming for you know probably about a month or two, and and so this wasn't a surprise to us. <laughs> if you're wondering, I don't know mm-hmm. what that would look like. <laughs> <laughs> it would be very awkward. That would be I a believe. weird like consciousness weird thing, but. Uh, but so what I've been doing, because Andrew calls me super sem- sentimental, and he's not wrong. <laughs> I, I am very sentimental. Yeah. And, and so I, I've been going through my email and, and, and like just checking like when was our first like connection and, and conversation. <laughs> and it was almost three years ago to the day that uh, Andrew and I met at, uh, at the famous Yes Mixer. And then after... I sent him like an email basically asking him out on a date. I mean, yeah. that's really what it was. It, it, it's yeah. exactly what it was. I was like, was. are we still on for, for <laughs> yeah. this Thursday at one o'clock at the Union Coffee Shop in Victoria, which is an amazing coffee yeah. shop, by the way. But yeah. Union Pacific. Union Pacific. Yeah. yeah. Down on Herald Street. Yeah. Um, that's where we went for our first date. Yeah. And uh, we had some common interests. We did. We we talked about Wim Hof and, yes. and our vast human potential, <laughs> which we then talked about for the next three years. <laughs> <laughs> exactly almost every episode yeah and we did say in that first episode we wanted Wim to come on mm-hmm. come on and we did fail with that yeah he did not come on he we did. got close we got the guy who wrote the book on Wim yeah we had but, Scott Carney he yeah. he wrote he's wrote, written a few books and he's yeah. talking about his most recent one but yeah he's he's a, a a guy who knows 
everything. He's been on top of Mount Kilimanjaro with Wim Hof. So yeah, exactly. That's that's, that's about that's as close as you can get. Yeah, and, and that's okay. Um, and ironically, uh, Wim doesn't respond well to cold calls. Oh, um, <laughs> I just thought of that. Now. Do, you, do you remember when we initially <laughs> yeah. started? We had this concept called the the bad joke jar. <laughs> And every time <laughs> you made a dad joke or yeah. a bad joke, which is the same thing, yeah. then you have to go to put money in it. Yeah. And we never did the jar, right? No. Because we just realized we'd have to buy way too we many would, jars. We would be broke. We would be absolutely broke. <laughs> no. um, this, this podcast has, has never really been one to make us money, but we don't want it to cost us <laughs> yeah. a lot either. Yeah. At least, you know, if it's, you know, something preventative. Mm-hmm. And so I did get better over time at, at uh, not doing as worse jokes, or Andrew got better at editing them out. Yeah. Is really what I think. So, what so we, can, we can draw some lessons from this, because the big thing that we're going to do today is, is reflect mm-hmm. and, um, and see what major takeaways, parallels, connections we can make through, through our incredible guests that we've had on over the last couple of years. Um, and one takeaway or one um, lesson that I'm going to draw from from your bad jokes is um they're often we've agreed that they're often the the worst (laughs) when when you rehearse them (laughs) hey that one was not rehearsed yeah no it wasn't it was still pretty bad though um (laughs) it was no you can't rehearse that shit man yeah so that was just me being brilliant in the moment come on what greater lessons can we extrapolate from from this example Something's coming to mind for me. I'm not sure if you're on the same wavelength. <laughs> well, let's hear it. Put it so out there. Basically, it's about being present. And, yes. And not um, gearing ourselves up for, for an unknown future. And right. one of the big things that... Um, like even this episode. Yeah. <laughs> well, we did a little bit of pres- preparation, but not a... We still have not... You got pages of notes, man. And I got true. hard, like two sentences on my phone. Which yeah. is like, be yourself and be in the moment. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. So... I think one thing that we have learned is that the, the whole idea of projecting anything into the future, right. yeah. especially negativity, um, is a fool's errand. Right. So what that means is that when we fear something or work ourselves up for something that we don't actually know how it's going to be when we get there, um, it can be a, a big waste of time and not a use, useful um, exercise. And it can interrupt an episode. As it did early on. Yeah. You remember when I came in? Right. And I was like all geared up because I had a lot going on in my life. And I was like feeling like anxious and pressured. And remember we stopped recording halfway through? <laughs> was that mm-hmm. episode seven or eight or something like that? Yeah. Um, and uh, and I went outside. And, and what ended up curing that moment was being becoming present again. Because mm-hmm. then I came back in and it ended up being one of our one of our better conversations. Mm-hmm. That we just, it just kind of came out of thin air. Yeah. And so, yeah, I learned that early on, actually, the importance of being present in this studio. And and that's actually one of my takeaways of this whole experience is I looked forward to this because it was the one time each week when I knew I'd be present for a couple hours. Yep. Um, And and just and I'd lose myself um, in the moment. And uh, and I did. Because because the, the you're, you're smiling you thought I was gonna, you <laughs> thought I was going to go start singing the Eminem the whole, song the whole lyrics <laughs> yeah, yeah a little bit 
but uh, but yeah, and I think you would agree. You know, that's that's one of the definite takeaways of hosting a podcast like this, hosting stories of resilience of these people coming in and burying their souls for us. Mm-hmm. Um, is you have to be in the moment. If you're not in the moment, you're going to be a terrible host. You're going to be unempathetic. You're going to miss the great things they're putting out there. Yeah, and, and you'll probably end up making it about you, which mm-hmm. which you know I, you know that's been my calling card most of my life actually. And that was another takeaway, actually. I have a million, but there's another takeaway for me is I learned through this process and journey how not to make everything about myself. And some of, sometimes it was because you said, stop making it about you, John. <laughs> like, I'm here too, you know? But also, um, you know, you know, Angie obviously has been, been huge for that. But uh, here I am making it about me, but, you know, <laughs> which is deeply ironic. But, but that is one, one takeaway I have is I feel like I'm, I'm on a better track of not making everything about me. Mm-hmm. Being, being taught to perform all the time. You can't perform when hosting a podcast. Yeah, and if you're performing, you're probably not listening. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah exactly. Great point. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, and, and in terms of the being present, I completely agree that it has been one of the, the highlights of doing this work has been the, the, the feeling of presence, of be, the feeling of flow, um, and just the result of that, like walking away uh, from the studio with that feeling. One example of an episode, like I, I would like to put this out there that, that I would say uh, virtually every guest that came, I would, I would say every guest that came in fell into the moment. Mm-hmm. Most guests, when it started out, they started out like we are right now, <laughs> a little nervous. Where is this going? Because we're not used to kind of like being the guest on our own show. Um, and then they'd sort of settle in, reach a flow state, and then they'd open up their heart and it'd be a wonderful um, episode that you've all heard. One of the most striking examples of that was Jesse Roper, hmm. um, who, you know, as we were just talking about, he's a consummate f- performer. Yeah. I mean, that's what he does. He, he, he performs not lately, but he performs to thousands of people screaming fans. He's a, he's a great musician and he loses himself in that moment and is able to do that. When he comes into a, st- in a quaint little, you know, studio and we shut the door, I would say the first 15 minutes he was struggling to be present. Yeah. Um, and I think he'd, he'd fully admit this. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you can even tell in the episode, if you go back and listen to it, and you really should, or, or even listen to it if you haven't, you can tell there's a switch that comes over him where all of a sudden it's like the Jesse Roper we know comes out and, and he was like a torrential, you know, presence in the room. Yeah. And it's because he became present. Yeah. And before that, he was kind of lost in where is this going, trying to like, oh, what are you going to say? Oh. But didn't you, did you notice that same thing? Yeah, yeah. 100%. Um, it's, it's interesting that you bring him up because, uh, for one, I heard a song of his on the radio on the way over here. Ah, interesting. One of the things, I wrote down one of his quotes, and it was very much about getting out of our own way and, and being real. And he wasn't, he was self-conscious when he arrived. Uh, much like when he was a young musician, he was self-conscious on the cha- mm-hmm. on the stage, yeah. and he wasn't able to express himself fully. He he wasn't uh, he didn't get a lot of fans that way, and it was only once he became really comfortable with himself that he was able to really like reach the next level. And and probably I was going to say reach his potential because we're probably going to use that word a, a dozen times today. But <laughs> yeah. he, it's possible he's not even reached his potential yet. He's oh, not even sure. fully there because he's he's got so much talent. Um, but yeah, a quote of his that I wrote down, which is right in line with this, um, is screw it up. Just go for it. Hang it out there. People will love you more for hanging it out there than for trying to be something you're not. Mm -hmm. Did you feel like we achieved that? 
with our podcast? Oh, 100%. Like the screwing up part? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, but, but also yeah. being okay with screwing it up. Because mm-hmm. I think if you listen to our first 10 episodes in particular, you can feel we're a bit tight. Mm-hmm. You could feel us fearing not wanting to sound stupid. And you could, I think you could even feel us um, f- sort of um, figuring out ourselves and our voices. Yeah. And, and we talked about finding your voice um, with many guests as well. Like finding with some, some performers, your literal voice, but mm-hmm. also just finding your voice, your identity that comes through. I think early on, <clears throat> I know I in particular did, really did struggle with this because, you know, being raised a performer, I felt like my job here is to just kind of be like make offhanded remarks and be funny. Um, and then, yeah, I'll also kind of like connect with the guest. And, and I remember feeling like, well, this is a serious show. I can't do that. And so when I listened to kind of those earlier episodes, I, I, I sort of hear, um, I, I hear a voice that um, is, was not fully present and not fully formed. Um, and it wasn't until maybe, you know, episode seven or eight, where you just kind of out of the blue one day, um, just kind of threw out, threw out our typical intro playbook and just told a funny story and almost gave me permission to like, oh, okay, so so we can go into that arena. Mm-hmm. We don't just have to sit here, speak in low voices and be present um, or, or or be serious. Um, and, and then I kind of went to the other extreme and we got on our, you know, I guess where I'm going with this is I look at the podcast as like, it, it grew up like any project, mm-hmm. right? You, 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 like the, the first 10, 10 episodes, we were like, it's a, we were a baby, you know? And then the, we hit, we hit the teenage years and we're, and it was kind of a little immature, you know, we were, we we're doing like 20, 25 minute introductions, making it more about us and often me telling, you know, silly stories and it kind of went to the other extreme, but, but I really feel like in the last, you know, 40, 50 episodes, we found you know, we found something that was ours. Mm-hmm. You were fully in the in the driver's seat um, as 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 the lead host, and I was fully present, being able to like know that you're you knew where we were going, so I could like, you know, have the freedom to you know take a right over here, knowing that you know where we're going to end up. So it's okay, we can spend some time in this special space over here, and connect with the guest. And I just really felt like we we found ourselves um, mm-hmm. in this. Um, would you did you kind of you yeah know, agree or, or well yeah I mean I what I'm thinking about is what it takes to really find yourself or to be comfortable doing something um, that is unusual or that is foreign uh, which the podcast was for us obviously when we started for sure so I'm I'm wondering what what we can extrapolate from mm-hmm. from that metaphor. Yeah. Um, in terms of what what others can do when they're faced with unforeseen situations or or a new opportunity or or something that is a little bit scary or different, so that maybe those growing pains aren't as long or or at least people can be aware of them going in. So, any ideas on on what it really took to enable us to become ourselves and our, our the best versions of ourselves? Yeah, I mean, I, I can't answer for you, obviously, but but for for me, it was when I was okay with being myself that um, I feel like I reached my potential. And, and when I say, you know, we we say that phrase a lot, and we hear it a lot, being okay with being yourself. What does that practically mean? 
I remember thinking in the first few episodes, I don't want Andrew to get annoyed with me that I'm trying to like be funny all the time. I don't want Andrew to feel like I'm trying to make this about me. I don't want the guests to feel like I'm, I'm making, you know, every illustration um, come back to me. And so, so I ended up just kind of not really saying much, you know. And then um, once I was okay with being in the moment and, and with myself, then I didn't make it about me. You know, I, I was able to like, you know, listen to the guests and react. And I, I didn't, I didn't care anymore about, well, you know, maybe Andrew's going to think I, I spoke too long on that point. Like I, I was keenly aware of you, I think, as a co-host in the beginning. And then, you know, once I kind of just knew that, you know, um, you're, you're okay with, with the voice I was bringing, then I mm-hmm. didn't worry about it anymore. Yeah. Um, so what I'm hearing you say is th- there was a fear of judgment yeah. from, from the guests or, or you, or me. Yeah, co-host, and yeah. then, um, and it took that real, really the trust For uh, sure. to, to be vulnerable, mm-hmm. uh, that it really reached the next stage. Yeah. We grew up a bit. We did. Yeah. yeah. yeah so yeah, a hundred percent. I mean, if, if, uh, if you're collaborating with someone and you don't have that trust, it's probably going to hold you back in some way. You're going to be guarded. Um, you're going to not express yourself as well or as openly or be a counterfeit voice, right? The voice that you're, you're, you're projecting or you think people might want to hear, or, you know, you're telling yourself you're the funny guy. So be funny. And it's just like, but then you're making it about you, Yeah, you know, and and I want to, I want to say you really did help me, you know, find a balance with that because we are who we are, Mm -hmm. right? It's okay for it. You know, it's our podcast to make it a bit about you because you're hosting it and, and you're kind of the opposite. You didn't like the spotlight. And so you didn't mm-hmm. necessarily have the same struggle. Um, yeah. But where, um, where would you say your struggle was in the early days? I would say in the early days it was, uh, it was, I mean, it was actually similar. It was being comfortable uh, with, with my own voice um, and feeling like I actually had the, uh, ability or that it was worthwhile to share. Yeah. Cause I remember you saying in an early episode, we're not the experts here. Mm-hmm. And you used to say that quite often. Yeah. And then we talked about that and I was like, okay, we don't need to keep saying that. Like mm-hmm. we, I think you sort of felt like we don't want to come across like we know, you know, we know we're the <laughs> obstacle ex- experts <laughs> yeah, just totally. because we had a few obstacles in our life. Right. Mm-hmm. And which is good but maybe a bit too much to where it was like self-effacing a little yeah. bit. Right? Or literally just asking questions without um, really being vulnerable with the guest or, or with the audience. Yeah, so right. it's, it's been a learning process for sure. And it, yeah. I think we're both the better for it, for having mm-hmm. gone through those. Um, yeah. Any, any other major takeaways or parallels that you can draw from our, from our guests in particular? I really want to, um, <laughs> I'm deflecting. Um, I really want to talk about our guests. I, I was just going to say, I see what's going on here, Andrew. I see you. Well, we, we can talk about either. We can talk about our personal... Uh, and I do have some questions for um, for what we've learned but um, that I'd, I'd be curious for us to share both of our answers. But I, in terms of parallels from, from guests or major takeaways, anything come to mind? Oh, man. I mean, that's that's like literally saying, what's your favorite food? Mm-hmm. You know, or what's your favorite movie? I mean, there, there's just so many. I, I could, if we just like opened up our list of 80 guests, I could give a takeaway for every single guest. Let's not do that. You know. <laughs> <laughs> okay. How about I start? Yeah. Okay. So, because I, I looked at our, uh, a bunch of our guests, I looked at um, 
their episodes and, and some things that I'd written down from each of them. And one major parallel that that can be drawn, whether it's Roman, the the amazing kid yeah. who was 11 at the time when we interviewed <laughs> him, and and, um, and he was winning speaking competitions yeah. and, and programming computers. And by the way, he has autism, uh, different abilities, as he puts it, not... Yeah not disabilities, different abilities, which is such a beautiful way of putting that. Absolutely. Um, so whether it was Roman or, or Jim Gardner, a good friend of ours, uh, after his asthma attack, what, whoever it was, Suzanne Venuta, when she was battling against dissociative identity disorder, all of them, those are people who took action mm-hmm. and they took risks. Yeah. Mitigated risks generally, but, but t- taking risks and taking action. And, if, if I can draw anything, any parallels from our, our wide-ranging array of guests, it's that they were people who were willing to take action. And I think that is inspiring and, and motivating to all of us because these these incredible lives that we're talking to these guests about, they are, they're, they're no different than we are. They, they maybe have different opportunities, better or worse, but, but they're not letting their fear stand in the way of taking action. Mm-hmm. And they, as we've, another term we've used, they've felt the fear and did it anyways. In fact, you you use that phrase in our very first episode. You, you coined the phrase, um, it's not about um, being fearless, but it's about fearing less. That yeah. was way back in episode one. And it's such an important distinction, right? Because I think we think in order to be brave and courageous, it means about not feeling fear, not feeling anxiety, and just the feeling itself makes you weak. I I used to think that. I I would say this podcast has helped me realize that that is not true. In fact, folks, that's bullshit, right? Courage is feeling the fear and doing it anyway. Yeah. Um, And and yeah, all all of our guests talked about times when they didn't do that. Um, and that's another important thing to remember is they all came as themselves. They were, they were so genuine that they were willing to share the times when they were not at their best because who can relate to a podcast about a bunch of people who just did incredible things, you know, a, a backflip on a sit ski, but never struggled besides that, right? Mm-hmm. No one can identify with that. But the thing that I loved about our podcast is, is we're okay with shedding light on really dark, humiliating, shameful, regretful times in people's life and they were willing to share mm-hmm. they would come in this come in this studio sometimes we had not even hardly met them we had a quick like, 20 minute call but for whatever reason they were willing to sit down and and tell a story that in many in many instances they said i haven't even really shared that with with people close to me yeah you know they were surprised that they were sharing yeah it, it was incredibly powerful and the result of that that sharing that vulnerability is that we're connected to those people forever now yeah, absolutely i mean that that's the, the result of of vulnerability that's the incredible power of vulnerability is it it draws people near oh, so it's such a beautiful point like i often think about like you know 10 years from now 20 years from now i see i see Su- suzanne i see jim i see um i see them in the store and it would be like a, a warm embrace if, yeah. we're, if we're allowed to buy that, <laughs> yeah. it, w- it would be a warm embrace. It wouldn't be like, a, oh, hey, man, remember when you came on the show? Such a good point. That's what vulnerability does is it is it can, makes that heart connection forever. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's pro- probably why we why we've you know got lost in the moment every Wednesday. 
is how can you not? I mean, something beautiful is happening when you, when you come in the studio and you don't just talk about the weather or sports, but you talk about like who you really are and who you're not and who you hope to be one day. And, uh, oh yeah, absolutely. That's such a good point. Cool. So yeah, in, in, uh, in the spirit of it being a celebration and not a memorial and yeah, you, you texted me that this morning. Yeah. Yeah. It was a good reminder for sure. I appreciate that. Yeah. Cool. Um, and it's a, it's a mindset choice, right? Yeah. And we've talked about mindset countless times because we could look at this as as a, a sad ending or a, a celebration of, of what has been accomplished. Um, and a, a friend of mine, actually, um, when I told him that um, that we were bringing the podcast to a close, his first reaction was, congratulations. Uh, interesting. Which I was like, yeah, that right. is... That is worthy. Like we, we, um, it's worth congratulating the the work that we've done and and the conversations that we've had and 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 it's well deserved. And I just in that mindset, um, I I made a little list of of the kind of people that we've had the honor of interviewing. So mm-hmm. bear with me here. We have had four Olympians. We've had Ironman champions, a number of TED Talk presenters, a New York Times bestselling author. Big time musicians, a world renowned symphony conductor, people who have battled through addiction, trauma, bankruptcy, abuse, racism, wartime PTSD, Mexican prisons, and we have heard wild stories on ayahuasca and absinthe, and we have brought the podcast to five live events. And that's just scratching the surface of the kind of people that we have talked to and, and really truly had the honor of of conversing with and and connecting with more than anything um so it's it's a pretty impressive list that um that really doesn't even do justice to the 80 or so guests that we've had on that are are continuing to inspire and and make a difference you know what what a beautiful um what a beautiful list there and and i had a similar experience this week when i was going back through all the episodes is it's after 85 episodes i mean they're all so powerful and meaningful but you know, it's hard to remember every single episode. It's mm-hmm. been a lot of time. That's we're talking two and a half years of recording and three years of working on this project. Yeah, we said in the first episode, you said, um, "I hope we can do this for a very long time." Mm-hmm. You know, and we never and, and it was kind of very long time. Dot dot dot. Um, and um, you know, could we have gone for another year? Sure. You know, we could, we could have made it to a hundred, or we could have made it to one fifty. But for whatever reason, we felt like this was the time. We've told the story. Mm-hmm. Right. And that's another thing we've, we've kind of said is like, there's a list there, right? Could, could we add more names to that? Well, there's always stories. And, and that's where the phrase, the obstacle course never ends in that realm is there's always story to tell, but sometimes, you know, we just have to shut off the mic and begin to just share the stories online and, and in our community. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, yeah, another, another thing we talked about in the first episode was, um, that I thought would be worth bringing up is we talked about how we'll know that this was a success. Mm-hmm. So maybe I'll put, put that to you. You know, when you think on, on the work we've done, a, do you feel like we were successful and B, how do you know? Yeah. The success is a tricky word Yeah, because success means a completely different thing for, uh, for whoever you're asking in whatever scenario 
Let's see if we're successful pouring this tea. Yeah, I'm fully extended and using my core. Man. <laughs> nice. Oh, yeah. You've been working hard. Perfect. So it's difficult to define success or to determine success when there's not set parameters, um, which we didn't really have starting out. I was going to joke. I was going <laughs> to, it's difficult to define success when you haven't defined success <laughs> yeah. in, the, in the beginning. Yeah. So I think just as we were starting out just with feeling and openness to whatever came, I think looking back and thinking back on the connections that we've made, um, it's a hundred percent, uh, complete success for sure. Um, did we interview Wim Hof? No, no. <laughs> <laughs> However, Tim Ferriss, we, we also said that in the no, first one. <laughs> yeah, no, we it's did. true. Um, but, but that's okay. Yeah. I mean, we, we set out to make a difference and to make an impact and to create community and we a hundred percent can celebrate doing each of those things. Awesome. Yeah. I, I wrote down actually, I had said in that first episode as well, um, that we'll know we're successful. Like for me, I answered this, I said, we'll know we're successful if we hear from some people that you know, the content and the stories have inspired them to, to make a small act of courage. We heard those stories so many times, man. Like mm -hmm. if you go back on our Facebook page and just scroll through the last two years, there were so many times people said, you know, boy, this episode, you know, I, I just listened to it again. Or oh, boy, that, you know, that thing they said, it really inspired me to push harder. We got private messages. We got texts. I know it's been a success. Um, you know, oftentimes in, a, in every area of life, whether it's health, um, business especially, and even with podcasting, we often think success is a number. Right. And I think I think that's a very I think success or, or I think numbers are one story of the experience. Mm -hmm. Right. Like if, if you're you know, if you're 300 pounds, that's one story of experience, um, you know, but it doesn't necessarily mean that that 300 describes your entire life experience and your entire health. Right. Um, and so focusing on a number would be would do a disservice to the whole to the full story and it's the same thing with this so if we were to like just look at the numbers and be like okay you know we had forty thousand plus downloads or whatever um is that good uh, you know i don't know <laughs> you know what i mean like it sounds good to, to an to a podcast like joe rogan's that gets a million a day or whatever it is it's probably not you know but to ones that like tried and then stopped after eight episodes it's probably really good and so i i just think like the numbers tell a bit of it, but for me, that's never been something I've looked at been like, you know, well, you know, it's, if we would have had a hundred thousand, then it would have been worthwhile. I, I don't know. I don't know how you look well, at the numbers. I but. mean, for, for the people who are listening now, they don't give a shit about the downloads. No. Yeah. <laughs> they, yeah. uh, there are people who, um, who are, who've stuck with us and appreciate these kind of conversations and, it's created meaning or enjoyment or, or whatever it is, whatever, uh, maybe it's our, our family and we don't talk to them enough. And so they just want to hear the sound of our voice. Who knows? Who knows <laughs> yeah. why people are listening? But, um, each one of those times that a download took place or somebody listened to an episode, I, I am confident that it had some sort of impact on them. Yeah, for sure. And, and that is the, the biggest, um, show of, of success for me. 
Um, and, and that's, I think, the, the contribution piece that was really at the heart of why, um, of why we were wanting to do this work and, and to have really good conversations that were not typical of, of the con- kind of conversations that we can have, um, that we do have on a regular basis. Because we're going deep and we're willing to do that. And, and that's those two things, uh, contribution and having meaningful conversations are, are certainly things that I intend to keep forward, um, keep as I'm going forward in, in this crazy, mysterious journey of ours. Well, and t- to be totally honest, like I think we should give everybody who did download major props because we did not talk about easy subjects. Mm-hmm. You know, oftentimes podcasts are listened to for number one reason is entertainment, right? It's why the true crime, it's why Joe Rogan, it's why those are the most popular podcasts because they bring on like super famous, you know, interesting guests, um, which I thought our, ours were to be totally honest, but they, they bring on people with just massive stories and massive followings, or they, they talk about, you know, incredible things. Um, like like a crime that hasn't been solved, and, and so that's, or or mind numbing crap. Yeah, or there's, my, there's, there's a, a lot of, of shitty ones too. There's a yeah. few of those out there. But I felt like we hosted, like we talked in the beginning about wanting to host member stories of resilience. Is mm-hmm. what we were going to call our podcast, and um, you know, and I think we achieved that. I feel like going back some of the episodes. I mean, we were in the deep end, man. Like we came up. You know, when we pushed, when we pushed stop recording, it was like, where the heck were we for the last two, two hours? That was incredible. And, and I feel like those kind of conversations sometimes are hard to listen to because people are, maybe they're just like wanting to just feel purely happy. And it's difficult to talk, to listen to an episode where somebody talked about, you know, being on the verge of committing their, committing suicide or being sexually abused or or um talking about losing losing their losing everything or talking about being strangled on drugs for years at a time those are difficult things to listen to um and so the fact that people listen to those in you know at you know 20,000 times every year to me is amazing because even i often reach for podcasts that can just kind of like maybe entertain me or make me laugh while i'm on the drive mm-hmm. or something and so and so i think you know i'd like to think we re um we resurrected the art of the of the deep conversation and i am super proud about that for sure yeah what did you learn about yourself that you didn't know when you started the podcast yeah great question what did i learn about myself that i didn't know before i started the podcast you know, I think, you know, I, I talked about this a little bit earlier, but, you know, I was, I, I say I was raised, I, I don't like using that phrase because then it seems like I'm putting the the focus on, on something outside my control. But my experience growing up was to like perform and entertain. And what I learned about myself is I actually have the ability to allow other people to rise up and for their voice to be more dominant than mine. And that's huge for me. Because my whole my whole life has just my focus has been on like I have interesting things to say I have funny things to say you should want to listen to me and by having a co-host and by having guests you you can't live in that space so that's one of my biggest takeaways is to make space for other people um, I would say is the biggest takeaway for me is I learned how to make space for other people um, period awesome. What about you? You don't get to ask all the questions here, mister. Yeah, no, I know. <laughs> um, so I had thought about this a little bit ahead of time. Um, 
So I definitely learned that I like and I am best when I do ask the questions mm-hmm. and not t- necessarily tell the stories. Um, <laughs> yeah, for sure. I I learned, uh, not that I thought I was previously, but I I learned that a really, really good role for me because in tribes, in our in small communities, how in human history, there was a storyteller leading the way at the fire and and sharing the histories of, of the the peoples. And and that's not me. But if there's someone who can instigate or bring out the stories or understand someone well enough to ask a really good question, uh, that is a role that, that I excel in. And for sure. I think it like one of the one of my favorite moments from any time it happened from doing the podcast is if something was asked and somebody said that was a really good question. Yeah, for sure. And I just like self confidence boost, yeah. big time. And it happened almost every episode. It, it happened a lot, and yeah. and I um, I'm proud of that for sure. And and um, and I think as a they might have been stalling. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> it's true. Maybe, maybe a 50, co- maybe 50, a quarter 50. of those <laughs> were stalling. Yeah, thanks. Uh, confidence. <laughs> just like I did when I just repeated the question you asked me really slowly as I was thinking. Yeah, totally. No, but for sure. We, and, and we got that. We got that from all kinds of people. Really decorated people. People who have given interviews. You know, with Ellen. You know, Ron McLean with Ron McLean with with huge news outlets. I mean, they've given thousands of interviews in some cases, right? Mm-hmm. And and they still are able to say that was a great question. And and mm-hmm. you were man that that was your definitely your specialty. Yeah, but no tough questions. And it's it, and I wasn't doing that to to toot my own horn. Um, uh, why not? But it the the takeaway is that we all have things that we're just naturally really gifted in and, sure. and that doesn't mean we should ignore the things that we're not as good at because there's there's opportunity to to be well-rounded and, and have different abilities but um it's also important to to really know ourselves well and have that self-awareness and and relish those roles that that are kind of just uniquely made for us um and a, a jim collins quote that i got from a podcast that i really listened recently listened to was that we should never let our ambitions confuse us about who we really are. Mm. So I thought that that played well into that idea of um, yeah. really knowing ourselves, knowing ourselves well enough, better than anyone else does, and, and being clear on who we really are and, and not letting things like pride and ambition and ego um, confuse us and, and lead us astray. Well, and, and if we have difficulty using our voices... Maybe it's because we're not clear on who we are, mm-hmm. right? And so we use a voice that's not, that's a little muffled or a little quiet or a little sarcastic or a little judgmental or a little just zany because we're trying to like protect ourselves from knowing the true voice that comes out. I remember even practically, I mean, listeners, you, you know well that Andrew has, has the golden voice for podcasting. He's a deep, low voice. And I remember feeling pressured to try and... Um, <laughs> make mine like a little more like Andrews like or, or I'd, I'd watch you know Star Wars and, and try and imitate Darth Vader and then I just realized like that's not what anybody wants because it's a did ca- you actually watch Star Wars 
Man, Trying I to imitate Darth Vader. <laughs> no, for, no. For the purpose of your podcast no, voice, that would be stupid. That'd be crazy. I would never do that. But you know, I you know, you're a little conscious of things like that. And then later, when you found out who you who you are, <laughs> sorry, I just fiction you coming to the studio right now and being like, and you, <laughs> I am Jason. your father, <laughs> Jason Dolan. <laughs> Well, Who that, was your father? You see, and it, exactly, it's it sounds ridiculous, but but the point is, we do this all the time in many ways. Is we use counterfeit voices, or we use voices in different situations with people that we think they want to hear, right? Well, this person's more like this, so I'm going to bring out my intelligent voice. I'm going to bring out my chill voice. I'm going to bring out my you know whatever voice we think is going to like fit that moment. And it's like, why not just be yourself? Yeah. Right, like, why not just like bring your voice, and sometimes your voice is going to go up and down and be zany and crazy, but but people love it because you're being you. Yeah, and you will never say something worth remembering if you can't say it from the depths of who you truly are. Yeah, and and people won't care, and so that's that's another takeaway that I think um, re- relates to everybody here is we all have a voice mm-hmm. that people don't want to hear from if it's counterfeit or muted or muffled or, yeah people have yeah. good bullshit detectors oh they're built in instantly yeah yeah and it, it's not a becoming trait no <laughs> to be something you're not yeah yeah um i think it's worthy bringing up the three things that we asked of our guests and and perhaps we would ask mm-hmm. of ourselves and anyone listening going forward because i think we'll we'll all be better when we are this way and those three things and the two especially the first two especially one is being authentic yes and what does that mean again it's exactly what you were just saying exactly yeah i just wanted the compliment (laughs) 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 Woo. okay and and, uh so john nailed it yeah john nailed it um (laughs) it's still it's still at least mostly about john um (laughs) number two is being vulnerable Uh uh-huh yeah yeah and that just means that just means being willing to not be perfect in front of others. Mm, yeah, a- accepting our own imperfections. I think as Brene Brown, who rightfully deserves a mention in this yeah, episode, I guess so. Um, <laughs> her book, "The Gifts of Imperfection." Yeah, so I, good. I think if if we accept our gifts of imperfection, we are able to be vulnerable, and when we're vulnerable, we're we're at our best, and, and we create trust. And you know what? It's easier for people to connect with you once you are vulnerable. In fact, we've talked about that a lot is like, that's actually how the connection occurs is once you're vulnerable, then people will connect. Totally. It's not vulnerability. Vulnerability comes as a, as a result. It's like, no, it's a prerequisite. Oh, fuck. I... <laughs> Nailed it. <laughs> Don't quote me on that. You won't even be able to. Yeah. As long as you quote it. Like, uh, prerequisite. <laughs> Uh, imperfection baby yeah you know what that was i was being meta yeah sure you were um and the third thing the third thing was good storytelling ability which uh it sounds superficial but it's really not it's less relevant to the point i was trying to make okay because i i don't um i'm not trying to inspire everyone to go out there and tell great stories but i mean it wouldn't hurt no people people love good stories and 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 it draws people in and, and there's for those people who have that storytelling ability unlike myself, but you do more so for sure. Go out there and, and tell those stories because it, it does inspire. You know, I would say it's possible to tell a good story without being authentic and vulnerable. 
but it's impossible to tell a great story without being authentic and vulnerable mm -hmm. um, for sure. Cause yeah. you know, there's, there's people who entertain us all the time, but you know, deep down it's, you know, there's something off, mm -hmm. right. And let's seek to be storytellers that are not just entertaining, but authentic and vulnerable. And we're sharing, you know, we're sharing our soul. We're sharing our, like, like all our guests did who just came in, opened their trench coat and just said, this is, this is what I got going on here. Yeah. You know, I'm a, I'm a little unimpressive over in this area. I'm a little egotistical here. I tried to commit suicide. I, I feel depressed a lot. They shared that with us. Yeah. And um, again, you know, um, I, I will be forever grateful for that gift. Yeah. I will, to uh, back up your point there, um, Margaret Atwood, I heard her say recently um, that when she wrote The Handmaid's Tale, a, a very, an excellent book and a, mm -hmm. a, a good TV series, TV series. as well, um, she didn't create anything, she didn't write about anything that hadn't already happened at least in some part of the world at yeah. some time so when when you say that the the best storytellers are are being authentic one could think well, like well people there's great fiction out there all the time but that's great fiction that is playing off of human behavior and and how we really are the the great fiction writers the the shakespeare's the gaiman's Love Neil Gaiman. Yeah, they, what, do, what do they do right? They understand human behavior. Right. They know how we work. Yeah. And then they illustrate that in a way that brings us in and, and allows us to relate. Like a movie, right? Yeah. Like a brilliant movie exactly. where you identify and empathize with the character because it, it, it rings true. Mm -hmm. Right? You can't empathize with a character that's written badly. Right? It annoys you. You're like, no, nobody's like that. Yeah. You know? And, and I, that's what I hear you saying. And, and that's the same thing with our guests. It's difficult for people to listen to a long episode um, at times um, if they can't empathize with them and they won't be able to empathize with them if they're not authentic and vulnerable. For sure. Yeah. So I think my intention of, of this episode as, as we perhaps begin to bring things to a close. How dare you, Andrew? <laughs> How dare you? Um, I think I, I'd like to leave off with, with some some words of some intentional words and okay. perhaps before we do that if you're not ready is, is there anything else that you wanted to say um that you haven't said in the last three years <laughs> and i i would have a hard time believing that <laughs> yeah uh two two little things which which may be kind of big things i don't know if we've if we've completely answered the question of why stop now mm-hmm which I think is, is some listeners might be wondering, hey, why are you stopping now? Like, is the band breaking up? Are you guys mad at each other? Are you sick of each other? Are you sick of telling stories? Um, are you moving? Um, <laughs> did you lose your ability to speak into a microphone? You know, what, what is the reason why we're stopping? Maybe we could talk a little bit about that. And then um, we began this journey in episode one. The very first thing you hear is Andrew asking a question, which is, you know, exactly you know epitomizes um, what he does and do you remember what the very first question you asked i believe it was what is obstacle push <laughs> yeah, right that's what did uh, but you sort of said it riley you're like so john what is the obstacle course and and i remember just you know at that point struggling for words to mm -hmm. try and like to try and put put you know eloquent phrases to something that meant so much to me and we're about to embark on. And I thought it'd be cool to answer that question again. 
now after three years of what is obstacle course when when you look back on it in five years what will it be for you so maybe those two things i don't know how you want to kind of you know yeah. put that all together with what you're planning on doing but uh, so clearly this is well rehearsed i would say <laughs> As we're we're talking out what we're planning on doing as we're doing it, but hey, man, this is, it, is, is it authentic <laughs> and vulnerable? Yeah. Um, so I'm actually gonna the the second the first thing you asked about bringing things to a close and why. Yeah. Um, I'm going to touch on in, in kind of my final perfect my final send off. Awesome. And the the second part of of the question of what is obstacle course and and how we see it now, which I think is a great question. Um, hey, thank you. <laughs> My confidence is soaring right now. Good, good. It's a celebration. When looking back, obstacle course is a mindset. Hmm. I think that it's a way of looking at what we face in the world, which is as daunting now as as uh, as it's been ever. There's a lot of obstacles out there. There's a lot of potential places of darkness and a a lot of sadness but also there's a lot of reasons for hope and optimism and and things to be grateful for and so i am driven to continue to create that healthy mindset of taking obstacles as opportunities taking them on as as things that we can learn from i ian chisholm um had an incredible perspective and incredible outlook that that there's so much to be learned from failure Mm -hmm. and whether it's failure or struggle or darkness when we can really um see it clearly as as a learning opportunity as something that um that we can grow as a result of i think we're we're much better off Oh, thanks, man. That's that's really well said and, and really connects and melds with, with how I would answer it. You started off by saying obstacle course is a mindset. Uh, for me, it's a decision. It's it's We are faced with obstacles of all kinds every single day. And often they're as small as a feeling. And as we know, feelings aren't, aren't that small. Sometimes it's a feeling of, of um, rage. Sometimes it's a feeling of hopelessness. Um, it could be anxiety. It could be regret it could be feeling less than it could be a feeling and in that moment we have a decision to make will we opt out and be overtaken by that feeling and sit on the sidelines or will we face the feeling take it in get engaged and move forward and that that to me is what obstacle course is is every time i feel a feeling that's perhaps ego driven or less than or all about me i have a fucking decision to make and i say is it going to be about me and I'm, am I going to, you know, fall down and, and be overtaken by this? Or am I going to look at it in the squarely in the eyes, see it for what it is and move forward and be better for it? And, and it's become a habit. And I think ultimately obstacle course, it goes from a mindset to a decision to becoming a lifelong habit. And, and um, that's why the obstacle course never ends, by the way. Not just because obstacles never end, but because the decision and the habit can never end. And um, and I will always take that with me. Um, I don't care when I'm 70 years old and I have my own different obstacles. I will always look back and remember that we hosted a show that encouraged people to um, not be overtaken by the tough things of life, but allow the tough things to toughen them up so they can move forward and do 
what's truly meaningful and, and great in the world. Yeah. Nice, man. I'm not going to, I couldn't possibly add anything to that. That was, that was beautiful. So in terms of the, the second thing that I was going to say, mm-hmm. and this is a message to, to everyone who's been out there supporting, um, to people like my mom who hosted us mm-hmm. in her, her home every Every Wednesday or every second Wednesday for, for the last years. three years. And that is no small thing. Mm-hmm. Like you could be like, well, she's not really using that room, but she's using this house. And you know what it's <laughs> like when someone's in your space. Yeah. And she was glad to do it. Mm-hmm. I never felt like, you know, of course she's going to let you, your, your, your boy. But like, yeah. Yeah. I'm so thankful, Judy, um, who may or may not listen to this. <laughs> but and the peanut butter cookies, man. Yeah, they they deserved at least one last shout out. I can't even have them right now. No. I'm still in the middle of that challenge. Yeah, yeah. but they they will still be there. The cookies will forever be in the jar. Right, and I may stop by when I'm in the city. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> surprise you, Judy. So be <laughs> totally. be prepared. She would love it. But yeah, Judy, um, thank you. And happy birthday! It is her birthday today. Oh wow! And she won't be listening to this on her birthday, but she will know that I love her. Um, and we remembered. Absolutely. So yeah, big shout out to mom. Um, Big shout out to Andy Robertson. I was just going to say, he he, got us going. He got us going. We wouldn't be here without him. For those longtime listeners, you know know who Andy is. And it was his magic that that really um, gave us the technical ability to to get this off the ground. Um, And of course, huge thank yous to, to all of our guests who, as we've spoken about for the last hour, we know um, we wouldn't be anywhere without them and we were incredibly grateful Mm -hmm. um any other thank yous that that come to mind i mean i I know we're gonna end off by thanking the listeners Mm -hmm. um and so we'll 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 probably i'll share my thoughts for that um in a second but um i mean i think i think we should thank our partners yeah right angie and sarah i mean they they gave they willingly gave us up um, not just Wednesdays, by the way, like we, we talked about the, how this was really a part-time passion. Mm-hmm. We, we used to use the word part-time job, but there was no income derived from it. So yeah. it really was a part-time passion project. Uh, and we, what did we say? We averaged about 15 or 20 hours a week. Mm-hmm. Um, because you know, um, you did all the editing, mm-hmm. right? I did all the, most of the social media stuff and, and a lot of the, like, you know, connecting with the guests prior and all that kind of stuff. And so there was lots to do. Um, uploading episodes, writing stuff like it, 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 it's, you know, it's something that we could have easily been paid for, paid for. And luckily that wasn't our primary reason for starting the podcast. Mm -hmm. Um, but, but yeah, I would like to truly thank, thank you, Angie, for, for giving, 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 allowing me to give up so much of my mind space too. Cause even when you're at home and you're thinking about, you might not be in the moment. And Mm -hmm. so my, my, my wife, my kids, uh, thank you so much for letting me pursue this passion project for so long and and so vigorously. Yeah, totally. I I echo those thoughts to Sarah just for having the faith in in us in me mm-hmm. to to go out and do this work and uh, being incredibly supportive and, and genuinely interested in, in what we were doing and um, and having that partner uh, and that belief that never a shadow of a doubt. Um, is is incredibly meaningful, but so. they also spoke truth mm-hmm. into um, into our um, into our journey by sharing suggestions. Yeah, um, that made us better. 
Yeah. And Angie's generally agreed with me, which I appreciate. So thank you to Angie for those. She did. She, she probably yeah. won't be listening either. <laughs> yeah. She hears it. Awesome. Um, I'll thank you, John, my partner, um, for for sharing this space mm-hmm. and all that we've done in it. Thank you, man. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And and I to you, um, you know, when I when I first threw out the idea on a walk and you quickly agreed i was like okay there's there's something to this guy you know mm-hmm. he just quickly agreed um and then to see like this would not this just would not have happened without your um leadership and wisdom and um you know honesty um and willing to edit <laughs> <laughs> it, it just wouldn't have happened and um you know, I, I would say in the beginning, I saw this as my project and I'm sharing that in a moment of authenticity and vulnerability. And in the end, I fully see it as, as ours. And I, and I'd say that as the biggest compliment. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and also, um, uh, description of my own personal growth mm-hmm. because I'm, I'm in a space in life now where it's not just about me anymore. It was our fully ours. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and so thank you for, thank you for growing. <laughs> thank you for growing with it because you probably saw that in the beginning and yet you see, you stayed on, you saw something more. So I, I do appreciate that very much. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We, we've created the opportunity for us both to learn a lot about ourselves mm-hmm. and I think there will be, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll look back on these conversations fondly as just how far we've come and, tons more opportunity for us to um, continue to to grow and, and be better and, and make even more of an impact and and i i'm excited to see where that goes for for each of us so yeah in terms of thanking our listeners and how we want to leave this chapter obviously we wouldn't have continued to do it without all of you out there who are listening and, and standing by us and um yeah, it wasn't about the downloads, but if there were zero downloads, <laughs> I don't know if we would have put 15 or 20 hours a week. Yeah, we probably wouldn't have done as much yeah. of the editing, at least. No, no, I'd be like, oh, fuck it. <laughs> yeah, we probably would just go out and talk <laughs> yeah, exactly. like most people do. Um, Which really started this whole podcast is we were already doing, we were getting out and talking and, yeah. and, and, and that's kind of what led to this idea. Let's let's keep talking. Yeah, that's what we wanted to do. We wanted to create a, a community for for meaningful conversations we did yeah and we did yeah so to those listeners who have been who have been listening along the way and learning about others the obstacles of others and hearing our own the the only thing that i would have to say other than thank you and that is a like complete sincere generous thank you because it is really meaningful that that people give up their time and attention to us Mm mm-hmm and our guests, of course. But I think now is the time to extrapolate all those lessons, to go out into the world, to face those obstacles, to bring them on to ourselves and see where those challenges take us and do what makes us nervous and just go out there and feel the fear and do it anyways and reap the rewards. So I think we have learned, we have grown, 
and and now's the time to take action so if if there's anyone out there who is has been hesitant to to take that leap to be bigger than than maybe they're comfortable being um we can look back on these these lessons that we've learned and and see what the result is from from daring and going outside our comfort zone and and reaping the rewards Mm -hmm. so that's what i think it's time for and that's that's so exciting and, and an incredible gift and opportunity yeah i love that nothing nothing's over it's it's going to continue it's just in a different phase now that's that's what i took from that um for me what i'd like to say to the to the listeners is you are not alone uh, that that's one of the things i've wanted to come across in every episode is i want you to listen and be like okay okay i'm not the only one that struggles and you will never be the only one that struggles. And although we're taking off the headphones for the last time today, and you won't get those, you know, weekly, you know, another obstacle course episodes come online. Um, know that Andrew and I are always a Facebook message away. Um, that you will never be alone. And and not only Andrew and I, but we have hundreds of people in our in our obstacle course community, which we've decided to continue. Um, we're not going to shut it down because because we're not recording new content. We're going to keep that going because the message of you are not alone is so important because even we feel that sometimes. Even we can get in. Um, it's, a, it's a bit of a victim mode where it's like, you know, or as Trevor said, um, what's that phrase he used? Um, terminal uniqueness. Yeah, this terminal uniqueness that nobody can possibly feel as depressed as I do right now or nobody can feel as less than right now. I hope one of your takeaways from this whole experience is um, you are surrounded by hundreds and even thousands of people who all fully understand some of the feelings that you have. No, they haven't walked a mile in your shoes. No, they didn't, can't possibly understand your whole life story, but they understand those those elementary human feelings of struggling and less than and, and maybe wanting to give up. And um, you will have those um those people in your corner the rest of your life. And and not only that, but those people perhaps are already in your corner and you're just now recognizing it. And and, and when we when we're vulnerable and we're authentic, then people will come into our corner in droves. And so I, I want you to know that 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 even though you won't hear these weekly episodes, you are still not alone. Um, and even if you do find yourselves alone sometimes, you now have the strength and courage to be okay in that moment. Um, and, and we talked a lot about we're stronger than we think and we can possibly know. And that's been another takeaway is you absolutely are. You haven't seen anything yet. Yes, you feel weak and less than, but you are absolutely are not. You are stronger than 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 you can possibly imagine. And, and you, you're definitely not alone unless you choose to be. And so although we say goodbye, um, I'd rather say see you later. Because we will see you later. The island's a small place and a lot of our listeners are from the island. And I look forward to seeing you at perhaps Whole Foods. I look, Andrew and I are still going to hang out. Um, the band hasn't broken up, right? The band just moved on to create new content elsewhere. <laughs> um, and, and we still don't quite know what that's going to look like. Andrew's got ideas. I got ideas. Maybe, maybe I'll do a podcast again in a while. I, I have no idea. But I, I know I'm going to continue to write online and, and, and share that way. And um, I'm sure Andrew's going to continue to uh, inspire people and coach them along in his own way. But um, 
Um, if we do come up with something concrete, we'll we'll put an update for you in, in the obstacle course community as we'd love to get updates on you as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would just, the, the one thing I would add on to to your lovely points is that um, our communities need people to believe in their potential and, mm-hmm. and go out and, and take risks. Mm-hmm. We're, we're at a point in, in history where we, we need more strength in our communities. We need to, um, to come together to, Absolutely. to look out for one another and to, to be better together. And that won't happen if we don't all go a little bit outside our comfort zone mm-hmm. and, and take that risk. So, so let's do that and, and let's, let's continue to inspire and let's, let's continue to bring those obstacles on because that's when we are able to live our, our best lives. Mm-hmm. It's been a magical journey. Um, we, we couldn't thank you more for allowing us into your headphones over the last couple of years. And if you're literally now just finding out about this podcast, welcome and see you later. <laughs> uh, and, and go back and listen to some of our earlier content. You'll, you'll, it really is like a story unfolding um, as all the episodes work together. You'll see the growth of our questions, of ourselves, of the content. And, and um, one, of the, one of the answers to why now stop is I feel like I'd ra- we'd rather stop when I feel like we're at the top of our game, we've had some of the top guests we could have ever imagined on. And, and it's nice to stop when you're in a sweet spot. Uh, we never wanted th- this to become something that we had to do. And, and luckily, it never has been. We've mm-hmm. always been giddy and excited to see each other um, every Wednesday. And, and you know what? We may continue that tradition, to be honest. There's got to be burritos eaten by somebody, <laughs> you know. And then I can imagine us continuing that. So, um yeah, it's it's going to be a it's, it was a magical journey, but but in some ways I feel like uh, it's just entering a new phase. Absolutely. So, thank you for your time. Thank you for listening. Yeah, we love you and keep pushing through those obstacles. Thanks, folks. And that's the episode. Thanks for listening, everybody. If you'd like to continue the conversation, you can find us at all the usual places, obstaclecoursepodcast.com. We're very active on social media, Instagram and Facebook at Obstacle Course Podcast. And speaking of Facebook, we have a great new growing community called the Obstacle Course Community that you can join, dialogue with Andrew and I and your fellow listeners about the previous week's episode and any obstacles you're dealing with. And we do appreciate reviews, whether it's on iTunes, Google, Facebook, whatever. It helps people find the podcast. And it has nothing to do with our fragile egos. Well... Uh, You know, we just like to hear back from great people just like yourself. Thanks for listening, everybody. Keep pushing through those obstacles.